Hello and welcome back, all you folks out there in the great wide sea of humanity. I'm Sam, as in Uncle Sam, and this time I'll be sharing with you our teacher Doc Jewell's vision of invisibility as the last best hope for hip's survival in a commerce-saturated culture. Invisibility, says Doc in his guide, is the last refuge of hip in postmodern econoculture. Poor hip has nowhere else to go. Hip has evolved with modernity over the last couple of centuries through a long line of bohemias offering sanctuary to those denied entrance to mainstream culture or driven to escape it. Some have traced this evolution back to the 1793 Paris Commune and Victor Hugo's romantic movement. Greenwich Village Bohemians of the 1930s called themselves Cafeteria Society Downtown to distinguish themselves from Rich Folks Cafe Society Uptown. Then it was Harlem and Jazz and Beatniks Carmel and North Beach in the 1940s and 50s, morphing into Haight-Ashbury in the 1960s, New York punk in the 70s, ghetto hip-hop in the 80s. Blacks and gays never could crash the econoculture party. Beats and hippies didn't want to. Together, they developed the hip and hipster styles and alternative countercultural communities that are most familiar to us today. Their mistake, from the perspective of invisibility, was to make of their outsider status a conspicuous act of rebellion, not unlike Hell's Angels, waving their nonconformity like a red flag. Had they cultivated invisibility and laid low, merged and blended, and got themselves ignored, they would probably still be around today. Instead, they are culturally dead and gone. All that remains is the merchandise. Hip has been reduced to an attribute for enhancing the appeal of products, like slapping a new, more fashionable color of paint on an old house. Since manufacturers and marketers discovered that the mysterious and somehow related qualities of hipness and coolness could boost their bottom lines, everything from carbonated juices to Oregon real estate has become the cool hip thing to eat, drink, wear, drive, invest in, say, and think. Young consumers, conditioned by MTV, reality TV, and social media, trip over themselves getting hip to the latest marketed trend. What is hip? Ask the Wall Street Journal. Ask Vanity Fair. Ask Fortune magazine. Is there a new trend developing somewhere that might be sold as hip? 
the marketers are on it. Venture capital is putting out feelers. Poor hip has been gobbled up by the marketplace. All of our bohemias have been entrepreneured into commercial service and put to work peddling products. As far back as 1953, Playboy magazine was running ads selling Beat Generation tie clasps, sweatshirts, and rings. Now punk, hip-hop, zines, and indie films all boast of their entrepreneurial skills, selling their fans' attentions to the likes of Calvin Klein and Nike. New rock-pop bands make their annual March pilgrimage to the Austin, Texas South by Southwest Festival, where the winners get contracts to record corporate jingles. If invisibility had not come along, hip and hipsters might well have gone extinct in the current generation. Out with the last gasp of the Grateful Dead. Bob Dylan has sold out. Hip-hop is hardly more than a hot clothing line and a hook to sell Timberland boots. Hip commerce is an oxymoron, mutually exclusive. Where there is one, the other cannot be. As the like poles of two magnets refuse to coexist, so it is with true hip and commerce. There remains but one place product peddlers cannot go where genuine hip can hide and thrive, and that's invisibility. Whatever might someday be marketed as invisibility tonics and creams, invisibility hats and shoes, invisibility deodorants and perfumes and all the other inevitable rest of it will become just more things invisibles will routinely deflect with our all-lies defense, one more phony pitch to ignore. Only pretenders to invisibility will fall for that line. Once the defense is perfected and the lifestyle adopted, Ongoing adaptation to changing econoculture tactics is a breeze. We call it plugging the leaks, with a built-in resistance to co-optation. Any moves to co-opt will trigger major all-lies alarms that send the power of protective cynical thinking into high alert. The invisibility counterculture, as you might have guessed, goes virtually unnoticed, just as it should. Hip need not advertise itself. Piercings and tattoos are counterproductive. We do not cluster invisible geographic Greenwich villages. We blend, we merge, we lose ourselves among our common, ordinary, everyday neighbors. We are a vast, unorganized array of discrete individuals with only our invisibility in common, 
who live and think differently from the mainstream while participating in its daily activities. We shun attire that draws attention. No beat hippie costumes for us unless that happens to be the particular sea into which we plan to dive and disappear. We're more likely to hang out in a white castle or a Kentucky Fried Chicken than in trendy cafes and coffee shops. Our hipness is not on display. It is rarely noticed. It is never for sale. Invisibility represents an immovable last human standoff against the relentless advance of commercialism and perhaps the last hope for hip. It's like drawing an invisible line in invisible sand and declaring to a counterculture, here and no further. Beyond this point, you shall not pass. In this way do we empower ourselves to take back our precious attention from those who have hijacked it. In so doing, we modestly consider ourselves as hip as hip can ever be. Next time, now near the end of his guide, Doc shares a little insider secret with those who've come this far, a succinct formula for constructing your very own invisibility attitude once you've decided to take that step. For more on Going Invisible, visit howtogoinvisible.com. All one word, no spaces.